This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. Well, good morning. It's official. We started the timer. So it's episode five of season three of Radiant Reflections. It's happening. It's Josh and... JB caught in the middle of a coffee slurp. Oh, it's all right. So, what are we? Uh, what are we drinking today, JB? We are drinking uh, an espresso blend from Commonplace Roasters in Pittsburgh. So, the shots that I'm pulling at home with this is really, really good. This is okay as a brewed coffee, but I, I think I prefer it as it is intended, espresso. Okay, so. Yeah. yeah, it will it will grant a little bit of energy, so that it will true. it will serve a purpose. Caffeine is a drug; so. we cannot deny it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, hey, we're back, and uh, yeah. I want to start this episode. Last week, you know, I left my brain uh, in my van or something before I came to the studio, and could not remember the quote that I was trying to find. I had somebody email me the quote that I was trying to remember. So during the week, so I want to I want to read that to you guys. If you watched the last episode. You remember me frantically trying to remember some quote from a French philosopher. Uh, it was Simone Weil. I'm probably mispronouncing that name. W E I L. I don't know if that that doesn't sound very French, but I don't, it doesn't sound more know, German. I don't know very many French people, so I don't either. I don't know. So the quote is this: Imaginary evil is romantic and varied. Real evil is gloomy, monotonous, barren, boring. Imaginary good is boring. Real good is always new, marvelous, intoxicating. So that was that quote that I was trying to find. There we uh, go. Last week when we were talking. So there's that little random tidbit. Another random tidbit for you. Yes. Now, do you remember yesterday in his message? Yes. And I think it was the week before Ryan said it too. Right. He makes this reference about like, hey, if you're, you know, one degree off, mm. and you know, you go a hundred miles by the time you get there, you're. A, a long way. You're out away. in space. So I actually <laughs> had somebody approach me after service yesterday, and they did the math. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> hold on. You got to. You're gonna have to give a shout out. Who I am. was this? So this was okay. Craig. So this is Craig, and uh, Craig Metzger. Craig Metzger. Okay. And he came, he comes up to me, and he's like, he's like, it's it's this, and he gives me a number, and I'm like, I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, if you're like a degree off, and you go 100 miles. So He's it a was, wizard. and I wrote it down. I was, and and I think he did this like all just sitting there and like in service, like like you could tell me how to do the math, and He's I would pretty still, smart guy. I would still get the answer wrong. Yes, same. So, but he <laughs> he figured out it's eight thousand eight hundred one point five two feet, which is over know, a mile. That's yeah, well over a mile. That's well over a mile. So I mean, depending on what you're shooting for, but that's only a hundred miles. That's only a hundred miles. Right. So Which I've he, always heard this story, like the same kind of uh, uh, preaching way of looking at it. Uh, if you take off from LAX and you head to Asia off the West Coast of America and you're one degree off, like, and you're intending to, to oh, be- Oh, because that's, that's thousands. Like, I mean, yeah. That's like a bunch of miles. You're going to be, I don't know my geography, but you'll be down in, is it Japan instead of up in Dude, Korea or China? I would have oh. to see a map. Yeah. But yeah. you'd be, you would not end up in the right place. And not just by 8,000 feet. Like, right. It's my... But even that out. is like... Yeah. Pretty, I mean, depending on what you're going yeah. for. And he yeah. told me, he's like, ooh, at that rate, like actually in only five feet, you're off by three inches. Wow. So if you're building a house, 
<laughs> hey, that's a good way to look that's at it. That's pretty significant. Yes. Right? Like, oh, it's yeah. only up by three inches. Hey, hey, we'll we'll poke Kinsey here. The drywallers, you know, they'll fix that. <laughs> yeah. The mud guys. The, the mud the guys, mud guys will fix that. The mud guys yeah, will fix that. Who cares? Framers don't care. So there in, in the event you were curious listening to that message, well, how far would that be off? There you go. A at lot. At hundred miles, it's yeah. eight thousand eight hundred one point yeah. five two feet. And speaking of being off, how do you like that transition? That was that was that was beautiful. Right. Uh that's really how Ryan kind of launched into his message. He, he went back to talking about the devil, the flesh and the world and the way that all three of these things play into, well, flesh also having disordered desires poked by the devil to do the things that are wrong and the world speaking lies that kind of correspond with that. Uh, but I, I loved his, uh, his visual for those of you that, that didn't see it. Uh, go back and watch the message because he had a, a little glass mirror oh. in this glass mirror. He said, you know, we're created to have this perfect reflection of God. We are Imago Dei, which is just Latin for image bearers, mm. right? Then he had a rock on stage and he took that rock or he took that piece of mirror and he smashed it on this rock and like glasses everywhere. We have a worship leader, by the way, who just feels like God's called her to lead worship without shoes on with bare feet. Good, and thing, so she, good at, thing she won none yesterday. Everybody on the team is like, oh my gosh, we got to make sure and tell Tiffany if she's on next week, do not just in case it doesn't get vacuumed properly. Anyway, then he picked up the little pieces of mirror and he said, this is what we are defining ourselves as through a broken image. Rather than this pure, perfect uh, reflection in a mirror, we're, we're, we're looking through shards of broken glass. Right. It was and, and brilliant. And incomplete, right? I mean, you're right. going to see one, like only yeah. one little sliver of, right. of right. what you are. Right. So, which just, I don't know if disclaimer is the right word. But if you have not listened to or watched yesterday's message, which was part five in the Unseen Realm series, before you go any further in this podcast, you I would should agree. go back and actually listen to or watch that message yeah. just so you have yeah. the full context. Because, you know, we're going to go down some of the lines of thought here, but... yeah. If, if they haven't heard the message, some of this might not make sense. Or, again, we don't want anything we say to be taken out of context with the yes. message that was delivered yesterday. And we would say that every week because yes. that's the purpose yes. of Radiant Reflections, at least in this season, is for us, for Josh and I just to get together, share some brief thoughts and maybe burrow into some things that Ryan or Josh or Brandon, any of our teaching pastors, didn't get to cover in their message or maybe clarify uh, just because of time's sake, not that their messages aren't clear. They're perfectly clear, but usually, gosh, 45 minutes is hard, Yes, especially with the topic of uh yesterday's topic and and ryan really he he talked about three things mm -hmm. i felt like uh that are disordered in the world he talked about our sexuality as humans our our uh the way we ex experience and express our mm -hmm. sexuality um he talked about uh gender the biology behind um gender and and how that's being uh, perceived in our world today and he also talked about abortion and when life is conceived, the value of life and kind of a, a standard for all three of those things that Radiant Life Church and we could speak for the Wesleyan denomination believes uh, on those things, um, which is, wow, <laughs> a really, really challenging. Those are really challenging topics. Mm -hmm. 
Well, particularly in light of a lot of the, the social narrative that's happening right, right. right now. So, right. I mean, we are, I mean, it, let's back up though, just a yeah. fuzz to, to kind of establish this, this idea of the world. Yeah. Right. So you've got, you already hit on it, right? You have the devil who works through lies and deception that play to the flesh, our disordered loves and desires. And those are normalized, right? The, the world is kind of this personification of uh, just sinful behavior normalized in mm -hmm. society. Mm -hmm. And so, so you have this, almost like this entity Mm -hmm. That that works against you by saying all of the things that are wrong. Well, that's just normal. Mm -hmm. yep. And and you've seen this play out, you know, in particular with the three things that I mean, it mm -hmm. wasn't we, we didn't just pick these things like, oh, hey, what are three random things in the world that we could, you know, kind right. of address? Right. But no, but you see and I would say even over the last 20 years, mm -hmm. you've seen a significant shift mm -hmm. in the narrative uh, regarding these three right. topics, uh, to where they have become normalized, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I don't, I don't remember the years. I didn't, I didn't do my due diligence and do the research on, you know, like, hey, when did the debate really start for same-sex marriage? Mm -hmm. When did this, you know, when did this really start to come into, right. you know, the, the public eye? But I, again, I'd say yeah. within the last twenty years in particular. Cultural studies, uh, cultural studies will tell you that most of these these ways of perceiving the world are, sorry if you're in this generation, but uh, post boomers. So uh, boomers were the first generation who really kind of pressed those boundaries and and pushed out of those boundaries. I mean, the rock and roll scene in in the late fifties, sixties, and then of course early seventies. Uh, sexual freedom, well, the sexual, sexual revolution, revolution you know, right, right the free sex. And, yep. and you know, what you were just saying about those three things that we, we focused on, I think we also need to throw in, you know, fornication and adultery among heterosexual people uh, was very much frowned upon and understood as wrong in the 50, 40s and 50s. So, and that's also become normalized. Mm -hmm. So it's not just homosexuality that we're talking about. It's just, it's not just the unborn or, or gender dysphoria or these things that we're, we're talking about that are, are not quite the way that God wants them. There are other things that have been mm -hmm. warped as well. Oh yeah. All, I mean, and we've kind of hit on that in this series, like every, every good desire, you know, we talked about this mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Like yeah. every good desire in us has the potential to be warped and twisted by sin. Right. Right. So, so yes, it's, it's not just that, Oop, you guys are just picking on yeah. sexuality again. But when, when every desire, yeah. every desire, even desires for good things can mm -hmm. be grabbed a hold of mm -hmm. uh, by the flesh can be mm -hmm. lied about by yeah. the devil and it can be normalized. in. we talked about right. food, you know, we yeah. talked about, you know, all those sorts of things, but I think one thing this just popped in my head here a few minutes ago. And I, it, I think it, I think it applies, you know, Jesus says, and I think it's in the book of revelation. I could be wrong. Uh, that in the last days, wrong would be called right, right. And right would be called, called wrong. And it will be as in the days of Noah. And we know from the biblical narrative, the story of, you know, the ark and why God sent this flood on the earth. We're very much seeing man redefining what is right and wrong to their own disordered desires. We're very much seeing that. And we're very much seeing uh, 
kind of a, a, I love what writes a tectonic shift. And I could see that in my mind, you know, these two plates grinding, you know, yeah, this is what causes earthquakes. It's what, you know, uh, I thought that was a great way to, to describe it. Right. Some of the fundamental, like mm -hmm. the, the foundational things have, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're and, moving in. And they're grinding against yeah. each other and causing friction and causing issues. And, I think probably one of the best things that came out of the message was really a, a confession. Ryan made this confession kind of in the middle of the message several times. I think I thought you and Brandon did such a good job hosting yesterday and caring, caring for the people watching and, and, and in the room by saying, and we'll say it again, the church has done a really awful job and how they've handled these disordered desires and treated people in unloving, ungracious, unkind ways over the years and, and really villainized mm. single disorders mm. and, and siloed these which, single which disorders. Disordered desires. We're not, not to say that if you uh, uh, like gender dysphoria or no. like uh, same sex attraction, we're not, we're not calling that a disorder. No, 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 that, no. But just, just to clarify no. there. Yes, that's a good clarification. No, these are these are normal parts of of being human. It's what we do with those things that define whether they become disordered. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so I thought that was really good that you and Brandon and Ryan kind of all just spoke that out. You know, we're sorry. We've we haven't done a good job with that. Yeah, I mean, and it's an interesting thing where you, where you have seen again, and I would I would say over the last twenty years, you see kind of this hyper uh, focus uh, in some church circles on you know, same sex relationships, and you know, again, as the, as the same sex marriage debate, and, and again, we would say like biblically, like same sex marriage isn't actually a marriage, right? As as God defines covenantally, it, it is right. not like that. That isn't actually marriage because marriage is an institution that God created mm -hmm. for one man, one woman. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, which is where Ryan started in Genesis one. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, as, as that debate was happening, you, you saw kind mm -hmm. of an uptick in certain churches and there were churches that in a sense became infamous mm -hmm. for their hatred yeah. towards, oh. you know, LGBTQ let's, let's, community. Let's say it. And, I mean, Westboro Baptist, this church in Texas, um, were they in Texas? I believe well, I they, were, they were out. I thought they were in Texas. Who cares where they're from? <laughs> These people are wicked. They took a. They took a. We would say a, an unbiblical approach. Oh, to, again, and 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 it's that it's that hyper focus on one mm -hmm. on one sin. Yeah, and that's that's where we miss it, right? We've said nope. Let's let's focus on this and and forget all the other things in the list, because uh, it's the lists that Paul gives us in First Corinthians, mm -hmm. in Galatians, in mm -hmm. Colossians. Uh, they include a lot more than just sexual sins. And so. Ryan hit on this coveting. Yep. Man. Yeah. When's the last time you looked at something in your neighbors like, oh, it'd be nice to have that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And that's what all marketing <laughs> is built on. Yes. You know, yes. This shiny new thing will make you as good or better than this next person. That's what yep. they're trying to sell you everything, yep. you know? And we uh, buy it hook, line and sinker. We do. So we do. Yeah. I, I, I have tried. I'm trying particularly to, to fight that. So for those of you that know me, you know, I drive a mid-2000s uh, Honda Fit. 
It's it's adorable. It's like a little blueberry. And it, I say this as somebody who should drive a little blueberry. It is. Like it's great. I call it my sports car. But <laughs> it was interesting because I was driving a newer late model vehicle and I and and we wanted to do some different things financially. So we sold another vehicle we didn't need. And my wife started driving the other vehicle and I sensed that that I was supposed to buy something uh that was simple. You know, and it's been interesting driving it because it's dealt with my covetousness. I'll be driving down the road. I'm like, I can go out and buy a brand new car if I want. If I wanted to, I could make the payments like every American does. I can, I can do that if I want to. And I sense the Lord saying, this is, this is just fine. You're getting back and forth to work. You're getting to church. And it stirred me up to be thankful and to be grateful uh, for something as simple and Funny looking. Ryan says, I, I can't take you serious when you're driving that car. That's what Pastor Ryan says. But 37 miles to the gallon. Hey, people. that's that's nothing to laugh at. That's nothing to laugh at. Oh, and so that's and we're not gonna get too far down this rabbit hole, but that's the spiritual discipline of simplicity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot to be said about that as far as yeah. uh as combating that, that mm-hmm. covetous or greedy. Yeah. spirit but we deal with so. it. It, it it's in that list there's plenty of other things that we deal with josh you got something there i'm going to pull it up i think we need to read that verse so that we can kind of confirm this is what we're talking about let's see okay i thought you were going to talk right then well i didn't know i didn't know <laughs> no. well i do want to say i want to say this Good. about the world because this is yes. just an interesting thing to me um i was at a conference this past august down in franklin tennessee all about biblical context they were talking about uh, John, uh, his epistles, his you know his gospel revelation. But one of the things they made that uh, a comment that they made at that conference that really jumped out to me, and I feel like is as uh, true today as it was then. They talked about how in that culture, right? So so John is hanging out in Ephesus, and how in in that culture, Roman culture, Greek culture, to to change cultural norms, the way that they would do that is through the theater. You want to start to introduce mm. uh, new ideas or start to shift public thinking on things. You would introduce those things in the theater wow. and you start to normalize things wow. that would previously have been thought abnormal or disordered. Right. And, and the theater was the place to do that. And, and it's just that like, like mind blow moment of we still do that. Right, mm-hmm. and Ryan alluded to this in his he message did. yesterday. Right, he he, he mentioned some some statistics about, um, you know, the numbers of characters in various TV shows. Right, yeah. I mean, you've got like children's programming now, yeah, where they are they're promoting. Um, I was, I mean, I was watching my kids like some dinosaur show or whatever. Sure, and this dinosaur show has like this thing. It's like you got like a same sex right. T Rex couple. I'm like. Normalizing. What? what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, normalizing. It is normalizing. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, here's the, the verses. Uh, it's Gal- It's And there's a couple places in the scripture yes. where this is listed. But Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 19. I'm reading out of CSB. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. Anything similar is like, that's like the kitchen sink there. That's a big... (laughs) I am warning you about these things as I warned you before that those who practice, 
That's the Greek word pleruo, which means to make a regular, regular life choice towards pleruo, practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. So there's a lot more than just homosexuality in those verses that we need to, we need to think about. Well, and you can, you can see with some of those, the way our world, the way our society has normalized those things. It talks right. about divisions. Oh and yeah. Factions. Yeah. Right. Like we, we live in a culture that more and more mm-hmm. they, they pour gas on the fire of yeah. division. Hashtag politics. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you see this play out with politics. Oh. I mean, you see this play yeah. out in some ways with like, yeah. again, I'm not a sports guy. Right. But I mean, you see this, like there are, and some people have playful rivalries. Sure. You know, Ryan sure. gently teases, you know, Michigan state he, fans. He teased and, the state you know, fans yesterday because Michigan, well, I think Michigan beat won. state. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you've got people that take some of those rivalries right. pretty seriously. And it's like, okay, yeah. like yeah. this this is a game. And also like y'all aren't on the team. It's like, just sports up. ball, people. It's just it's a sports just ball. ball. Dude, I read I so one of my one of my guilty pleasures is something called the Babylon Bee. Are you familiar oh, with the Babylon? Hilarious. <laughs> and I satire. love it. I love it. It's it's satire. I think sometimes they they, they poke. They maybe push the envelope a little further. Yes, they do. Than is necessary. <laughs> but I, I saw a- Got a band on Twitter, <laughs> but they'll probably be They back. did, but I think, well, because I think yeah. they've somehow connected with with uh, Elon Musk. Well, Elon Musk was he... a guest on their podcast. Yes. And yes. I don't, yeah, at any rate. But okay. they had a post the other day. Let's hear this and one. And it said this. It's, it's the picture of this uh, guy sitting on the couch with a remote control. <laughs> and the, the headline is, women are so emotional says man whose entire mood hinges on performance of favorite sports ball team. <laughs> I, I cracked up. I said oh, it to my brother, boy. my older brother in particular. He was always one. Aaron, I don't, you're probably not, you're probably not watching this, uh, but, <laughs> but he would sit on the couch, man. And he would like throw his shoes at the TV. Like oh, yeah. he, would, he would lose his mind. Yes. And it was, he was a Michigan fan. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's kind of a side route. Again, the world has normalized things like divisions, yes. uh, covetousness. You Envy. hit on that with, with uh, yeah. advertising. Yes. Right? When I, when I, so when we train copywriters at, at my business, we utilize the world's way of marketing and I'll tell you how. So this is how I describe it to new copywriters. I'll tell them. So in the world, this is what the world does. The world says in a commercial, look at your neighbor's bright yellow, brand new Corvette. Andrew, this is not about you, just so you know. <laughs> your, your Corvette, Corvette is pretty sick. sweet. It's yeah. pretty sick. But look at your neighbor's yellow Corvette, right? If you'll just go down to the, the local Chevy dealer and buy yourself a new Chevy uh, Corvette, you can be as cool as your neighbor. So they're using jealousy. They're, they're using covetousness. They're using comparison. So what we train our copywriters to do, so they created a problem, right? You're not as good as your neighbor. Mm. And they created a solution. Go buy the yellow Corvette. Problem, solution. This is, guys, pay attention to any kind of marketing you find. Any. Whether it's social media, TV, radio, I don't care what it is, podcast. They're going to give you a problem and they're going to provide their solution by buying their product. Period. Which, have you? are you familiar? And this isn't a knock on this place. I'm this is not because I actually think his writing is fascinating. Uh, have you ever looked at any of the Donald Miller stuff? Oh yeah, like story, story, brand. story brand is story brand. I was he's like, brilliant. Whoa. I mean, he, he Donald is brilliant. Oh, great yes, stuff. But yes. I mean, he 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 yeah. advises people with a company with a product, whatever. Yeah, like you essentially set people up to be the hero 
in their story. Yes. Like yes. you, you, you don't want to be the hero. Like if if I'm selling a product, right. I can't be the hero swooping in to save you and right. fix the problem. I have to, if I want to be effective, yes. I have to set you up yes. to be the hero and and my product will allow you to be the hero because everybody wants to be the hero in exactly. their story kind of thing. It's br like well, brilliant Well, we stuff. do, in, in because I work in the Christian media world, what we do is we say, Jesus is the hero. And so when we write uh, our scripts, our scripts kind of have uh, three phases. Uh, part one is to identify with a problem, a discipleship problem to say, uh, for instance, like, hey, guys, you know, the last time you went to the beach, it can be really difficult to keep your eyes and your thoughts pure, right? So I've given a problem. I've identified a problem. Two, I say, in today's message with mm -hmm. Pastor Josh, he'll be bringing the word of God in the book of Job, where Job made a covenant with oh. his eyes. So I identify with a discipleship or connection with God problem. And then I tell the listener, you are going to grow and you're going to find a solution to that problem and your connection with God through the teaching of the word of mm. God. So, and hope, cause hopefully the listener, the viewer, whatever we're producing, um, they're like, oh yeah, you know, I really want to be different than I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to listen to this episode and hear the word of God. Uh, so you can leverage, I think, worldly principles, disorders like that back towards kingdom principles. But what we're seeing today is just such a brokenness of those those healthy desires. Yeah. 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 Across the board. Yeah. Now, I do I do want to take a little bit of time today and we'll we'll have uh, because it'll be brief, but yeah. we'll hit on those three things mm -hmm. that uh, that Pastor Ryan talked about in mm -hmm. yesterday's message. Again, yeah. he talked about uh, gender, sexuality and uh life so we've got you know, roughly 20 minutes left before we run out of time here so we're gonna <laughs> we're yeah. gonna see if we can see if we can do this uh let's start and i know this is one that at least in the past uh has been a pretty you know i don't want to say hot topic but a, mm -hmm. a, a a topic of passion for you mm -hmm. uh, and that's life yes right? i mean so i want to speak yeah. into that a little bit yeah so um I don't know why this is, Josh. Actually, I've 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 talked with my mom about this. My mom uh, serves in an abortion recovery ministry called Deeper Still, and this is a ministry. Uh, they have a great podcast, by the way, if you're interested. But they they host these weekend retreats where people will go that men or women who have experienced abortion and they find healing mm -hmm. and deal with the wounds that come from this act. But I don't know why this is. And I, I didn't, I didn't have any uh, abortion in my past. That no wasn't part of girlfriends. Story, no, it wasn't, wasn't part of my story uh, before uh, I was married and in, in, in a monogamous relationship. Uh, but when I hear uh, about abortion and when I, when people talk to me about it, I have a very emotional response. Um, and I don't know why that is. Hmm. I just, I just, I, and I've, I've even told my mom, so my mom will talk to me about these various events and I'm like, I can't, I can't take any more. And I, we're, we're actually producing this deeper still podcast. And the oh. first few episodes that they, that they did, hard to, it was horrible. Josh. Hard to listen to. It was horrible. It was really awful. Lisa, the woman who oversees the chapter in area, brilliant woman filled with the Holy spirit, uh, a very powerful story. Her and her husband came in one of the episodes they're in the drum room over here where it's just Ian's office. Now we're sitting around the table and they're recording and they're, they're talking about a memorial service hmm. that they had for their child. Cause they collect the two of them made this decision. Um, 
so I, I don't know why that is. There's just something uh, deep inside me that that I've been very passionate. And for me, it is a very, very prominent issue uh, in my politics. It's a prominent issue in my worldview, uh, personally. Um, and I do. I look at Psalm 139. Um, I look at, you know, the scripture with, with John the Baptist and Elizabeth. Love that. Um so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but yeah, it's definitely something I'm very, very passionate about. In fact, how do I do this? I got to think here. I'll go. Now, I, now, I'm, now, I'm now, not afraid. I will say this. I will say this. If we actually, had, we, we had some communication. I, I heard yes. this. So if I quote yes. this wrong, we'll do the quick, like. Not all views expressed here represent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. These are uh, the views of the. Whatever. Person on the microphone. Person on the microphone, not the views of Radiant Life Church. I, I will <laughs> tell you that in, in the last election, I'm going to go ahead and go here. <laughs> I sensed God was speaking to me and telling me, Josh, it is not enough for you to just vote pro-life. Mm. That's that's not okay anymore. You can't just say you're a pro-life voter. You need to participate. If you believe that, like if you're going to be you know, a pro-life person, uh, you need to be a part of a solution. And I just began to pray. I cast my vote, but I began to pray and say, uh, God, just show me. And I reached out to our local pregnancy center. We talked a little bit with them about how we can like do something, right? Mm. And then God brought this idea of our company uh, producing this Deeper Still podcast. And so I was like, okay, Lord, you're, you're, you've made a way uh, for me to just not talk about being pro-life, but actually be a part of a solution, bringing healing and hope uh, to men and women who have experienced abortion. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. And, and I think yeah. that's an important thing across, I would say across all three of these yes. particular topics, yes. right? You've got people that are, are going to stake a, a claim in, in one camp mm-hmm. and say, Oh, Hey, we got to, you know, ban abortion. We've got to, Ooh, Hey, mm-hmm. like stop same sex marriage. Ooh, like right. stop teaching kids about, you know, gender identity right. kind of stuff. and stuff. And people are, they seem to be content to just Talk. state an opinion mm-hmm. like great like what good does that do mm-hmm. i mean sure like i mean don't don't shy away from like expressing what you believe particularly if it's grounded in the word of god mm-hmm. but don't stop there right that's 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 like all the all the potatoes out there who say yeah i'm a follower of jesus but the extent of your <laughs> following jesus is going to church once a week potatoes i love potatoes yeah right sorry i just some of y'all i just called you <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, Josh. I mean, it's the, yeah. it's the same with these topics. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you want to voice an opinion or voice yeah. a belief, but you, you aren't actually willing to be part of any sort of restoration or reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And, and we miss it mm-hmm. if, if all we do is spout off. Opinions opinion. without solutions are pretty useless. Yes. They're right. useless. I mean, you get on your, on your Facebook page, your, yeah. your Instagram and you, yeah. and you throw stuff out there like blah, blah, blah. And, and you think yeah. that you just did something good? Like, yeah. how 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 did that actually accomplish any good? Like, you you've probably actually you more likely done harm. sowed into division yes. uh, than you've actually done anything beneficial. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that you you shouldn't use your social media platform right. to promote truth. Right. I'm not saying that, but I think we have to be very careful in how yeah. we do that. Yeah, I think we have to, and and you better back it up with action. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're if you're sitting there like spouting off all all pro-life stuff, hopefully it's actually pro-life and you're not just bashing the right. other side. Right. Because <clears throat> right. if, if you're bad pro, guys. Right. If your approach to pro-life is to be like just slam 
pro-choice people, which real quick, I want a little little rabbit trail with that. Okay. It's been interesting to see the verbiage because we're actually, for those of you, if you watch this way later, right? This is, it's October 31 of 2022. Happy we're Halloween. Go, we're go yeah. All Saints Day. Uh, Reformation Day. Yes. This there's some Martin Luther. Interesting bro. things behind <laughs> today that is not what I was told. Trunk or treat and all the pagan See, dude, there's okay, some this biblical is, this stuff is, this there. This is like a rabbit trail on a rabbit trail. It is. So growing up, dude, we never, I never went trick-or-treating. I was never once never. allowed. Same. Because literally we celebrated <laughs> yes. Reformation Day. One well, year. We didn't celebrate anything. Well, oh yeah, dude. We were not allowed. Like, yeah, but I was reformed. I mean, so yeah, it was sure. like, so Reformation yeah, Day. Yeah. One year, my dad and our pastor, Pastor Loss at the time, like they dressed up as John Calvin and Martin Luther. My dad had this giant orange pin that said Diet of Worms, which if you're not familiar with the Reformation, you're yes. like, what yeah. is that? Look yeah. it up. Yeah. We don't have time to- It's not about a, a creature in, in, in the earth. Oh right. yeah, we've got to go. But at any rate, yes. <laughs> what was I talking about right before that? I'm sorry. I, t- I totally derailed this, didn't I? Um, I, think it was, I think it was good too. It was good. Of course it was. Hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We're going okay. into an election. Yes, yes. Right, we're going into proposal election. Proposal three is coming up so in proposal Michigan. Proposal three is one that you know. So recently, signs uh, are up in the yard. Roe versus Wade was yeah. overturned. Right, right. Which puts uh, kind of authority back in the state's hands right. to. Handle. It doesn't ban abortion, people. Right. It puts <laughs> it puts it back right. in the state's hands yeah. to decide how they want to handle abortion. Yes. And uh, we have proposal three up on the ballot, which essentially looks to say nope hey it's cool like abortion is all right mm-hmm. but but the the verbiage that's being used in a lot of these these commercials has been really interesting both sides both see that's the crazy thing maybe yeah. it's just whatever platforms i'm using yeah. i've seen zero zero uh information coming out against proposal oh. three now we've yeah. gotten it you know at the church yeah the pro-choice but- or it's it basically saying that if this isn't passed but even that even, so crazy. that's that's yeah. where it's been interesting to me and it, it yeah. seems like this is a new narrative mm. is they they don't they don't use that term anymore i haven't heard anything pro choice mm-hmm. it's all being promoted as pro woman and health and health yes like you've got, you have yes. these commercials where you've got a, a, a physician, presumably a physician. Multiple physicians, right. yeah. Talking about, oh yeah, man, like there's this mom and she's got a complication with her pregnancy and, mm-hmm. and I'm a doctor. I know best and, and this law will keep me from providing health care to this. It's woman. like 0.02% that that is what. Right. That is such a tiny percentage oh, yeah. of, of when an abortion would be sought. Right, and it's but they're they're normalizing this, which yeah. is is a, is a false narrative. Ninety nine point, I think it's like nine eight percent of of abortions have nothing to do with rape. They have nothing to do with incest, and they have nothing to do with the viability of the health of the mother and the baby. Right. So, but they're trying to cast this as yeah. as the, that's the majority of the, the majority. So, in the, yeah. and in saying so, they're saying, oh, if you yeah. vote against this, you're you're voting against women, right? And you're voting against mm-hmm. health. <clears throat> which is false which is false it's patently false it's false it's it's data driven like whether you're a pro-choice or pro-life person uh the data shows that that's absolutely just not true it's just not true so. and then the other thing you see is when there there are commercials that are against particular candidates mm-hmm. they they use the term now anti-abortion 
mm-hmm. or anti-woman oh, yeah. or yeah. anti-healthcare. Right. I mean, so so they're 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 changing the narrative right. to where it's it's not a statement of oh, like they're they're pro-life. Like right. you don't hear that term. Um so it's just been interesting this go round yeah. just to see the way that the in a sense kind of mm-hmm. the lies yeah. are trying to become normalized. And yeah. Yeah. You, you see the you see those three factors at play. Mm-hmm. The devil, the flesh. Definitely. The so. What about as our time we're we're, yeah, we're we're getting to the end here. Josh, what about gender dysphoria? What about uh what's happening in the Gen Z culture? Ryan shared shared a lot of data that this uh storyline, this narrative uh is really being embraced by a, a good percentage, not a majority. It's the 14, 16%. He said, yeah, it was 16% compared okay. to, I think in millennials, he said it was like 5%. Right. Significant jump. More I than mean, double. Su- significant jump. You're, you're, you're more than triple. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so this is, this has been an interesting thing. And he shared a quote and I'm totally, uh, um, Brown university. Yes. Right. And, and that was, uh, apparently this statement, you, you'll have to go back again, watch the message, mm-hmm. but it, but it was, it talked about gender dysphoria and gender dysphoria is a real thing. It uh, is. Dr. Mark Yarhouse, Yarhouse yes. has written about this. Yes. Like this is a real thing uh, where where somebody feels like they are trapped yes. in the wrong body. Yes. Right. We are not trying to minimize that. Like that. I no. I imagine that would be a very a genuine struggle. Concerning uh, yes. experience. But you see such a significant jump and it's like, how all of a sudden has this tripled yeah. and this, this, uh, uh, professor, I believe it was from yes. Brown University, mm-hmm. kind of linked it and, and called it a social contagion. Right? And this is where you see the this is strong words. You see the the theater coming to play, though. <laughs> but also, <clears throat> you look at middle school years, right? Mm-hmm. Middle school years, high school years. These are some of those like more most formative mm-hmm. times, right? Where 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 individuals are they're trying to figure out who am i where do i fit in what do i want to be right these are normal things that middle schoolers and high schools wrestle with for those of you that don't know right i spent my first chunk of time at radiant life as the youth pastor Mm -hmm. right so you hang out with you hang out with students and this is what they're trying to figure out yeah what do i want to be in life who do i want to be in life and now now we've 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 taken students at that stage Mm -hmm. and particularly in the area of sexuality and gender uh we have become we as a as a culture have become very quick to where if if there's any sort of hint or questioning mm-hmm. we're like oh it, it's this right or you know i mean like right. oh man Hook, i don't line and sinker you know rather than saying developmentally i mean we'll speak for men i think they say that our physiological brains are not fully formed until our 20s. Yeah, it keeps getting later and later, right? <laughs> like, the, the prefrontal cortex, I think it keeps getting yeah. later and later, which is why your 26-year-old son is playing video games in the basement. <laughs> I mean, uh, and it's it's why Josh and I sometimes get off track on this podcast. <laughs> I'm in my 40s right. and we're still trying to figure out where our brains are. No, uh, but I, yeah, I, I think Ryan did a great job yesterday. I mean, he quoted uh, some stats in Oregon. Um, and some stats in Europe, you know, in, in Europe, you can't vote, you can't smoke. Um, this, is, this is Oregon, the Oregon. One. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't vote. You can't smoke. You can't get a tattoo. Um, you can't tan. You can't use a tanning bed. Can't use a tanning bed, but you without parental consent under the age of 16, I think it was, you can begin um, transitioning which medically. Could, which could be hormonal uh, replacement, which could be surgical reassignment. Right, right. Like this, 
like this should blow people's like there should be like a warning light going off somewhere like <laughs> hmm this is child abuse we need to call it oh. what it is this is child abuse this is abusing a child in the most innocent time of their life when they can't yet make those decisions okay nobody is saying if you've got a, a grown adult person that if they choose to take certain hormones to change their gender or to have surgery and change their gender, that they can't, as an adult, make that decision. I don't think anybody's saying that. I'm not saying that. No. I mean, not that we I don't would agree with recommend it. that. I, I wouldn't agree with it, but I, I and, and Ryan did too, I go on record, a child being able to make these sorts of decisions. And, and I'll, we'll, we're going to do a, a plug here. The podcast is going to go long today. Just hang with us. We got another topic we got to talk about. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Um, Preston Sprinkle is one of the leading experts in gender and sexuality. Uh, we want to encourage you to check out his website, centerforfaith.org, um, and his book, Grace 2.0. But he has many transgender friends, people that he's in relationship with, uh, a lot of homosexual friends. Uh, but he has had numerous transgender guests on his podcast, which we would tell you you need to listen to. It's called Theology in the Raw. Mm great podcast you're not going to agree with everything you hear in that podcast that's okay you might not agree with everything that we say and that's okay we hope too. you don't because we're going to make mistakes but what one of the interesting things josh that i have seen is the transgender people that are our, our adults on his podcast all of them wish they hadn't done it are you talking about like gender reassignment? Yes. Like, surgery like or actual hormone? surgical okay. changes. And all of them who are still transgender people, they're not, no one is, they're not stopping being transgender. They are all adamantly opposed to this happening to children. Mm. Adamantly opposed as transgender adults. Well, and that was the scary thing because Ryan did mention Scotland. You talked about yes. this. In Scotland, yes. like if you're in school, you could be a four-year-old. <clears throat> and if you for like, barely potty trained, right? Let's say I'm I'm yeah. four year old, you know, yeah. Angus. That sounds like a good Scottish name. Yeah, McGregor. Yeah. Let's four, go with McGregor. <laughs> Our Irish listeners and viewers are like Angus, you people. Angus McGregor, like he goes to school <laughs> and he wants to be you know a little lassie instead of a laddie, mm -hmm. and without any sort of parental consent, mm -hmm. uh, the the school staff has to abide by that. Like this is crazy. I have a I have a three year old, almost four year old son, mm -hmm. and he's got he's some, super cool. He's super cool, but he's got some interesting ideas. <clears throat> yeah. What if you? I'm, what if you? I'm not gonna run with yeah. everything that he yeah. thinks. Right? He would eat ice cream all day, every day, if you let him. Wouldn't he, he would. Of course, he would. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, they just got a bunch of candy from you know going through a community thing, trick or treating and stuff. Yeah. Like they got a bunch of candy. Sure. Like if he had his bent, he'd just sit there and eat all that. His bent. I'm, I'm Interesting like, you said that. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you can have a couple pieces. Yeah. Have a couple pieces. But here's yeah. the thing. I'm not I'm not letting my my three, almost four-year-old son make mm -hmm. these decisions for himself. No. And you shouldn't. Like, guess what? Developmentally, four-year-olds most of the time don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. My 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 son is convinced that any day now. He's going to go to excavator school. He's in a phase. And and he'll ask me a lot of times at night, hey dad, tomorrow do I go to excavator school? To like run a bulldozer? He wants, like, to, okay, he wants to drive, okay. you know, backhoes and front cool. end loaders and all this cool. stuff. Like he's fascinated by that. That's it's fantastic. like, no, bud, you gotta you gotta wait till you're older. If you <laughs> can't drive a car yet. Excavator school. No, you can't yeah. you can't you can't ride a bike. The point and, we're making is we're saying it's wrong. 
uh, for, for the transgender discussion to be um, usurping the authority of mm. parents That's over their children and violating the sanctity and innocence of a child's life in the developmental stage that they are. It is wrong. This is, this is very disordered. And here's something you can probably tell listeners, viewers getting passionate about uh, because it is an innocent child that's being subjected to a very, very serious extreme to a small uh, thought that they might've had, or maybe they're playing with Barbies instead of Ken dolls. Look, that's all normal. Right, it's I mean, all normal, and this is this is crazy, right? Like for for I don't remember the ages, right? But up to a certain age, typically, you know, boys prefer to hang out with other boys. Mm-hmm. Like girls still have cooties, right? So so they're not sure, they're not real sure. Yep. But now in the cultural narrative, like oh oh, you like you like to hang out with boys? Well, may, hey, maybe maybe you like boys, maybe you like boys, right? Well, yeah, I, I like hanging out with boys. Oh, yeah. hey, hey. Yeah. and and this is where it gets gets a little bit uh, off the rails mm-hmm. because you know, again, in this phase where students are looking uh, to form identity, mm-hmm. looking to figure out who they are, we have a culture that is so quick to not only assign but celebrate right certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know of, and I'm I'm I mean for privacy, I don't want to name them, right? Of but, course, but there's a there's a family right and and this this young man like he he was i don't i don't want to say a problem child but i mean he he got into quite a bit of trouble mm. right mm-hmm. well at some point he you know i mean very a lot of frustration on the mm-hmm. parental side sure at some point he decides he wants to be a girl mm. which is met with celebration and affirmation from mm-hmm. in the midst of him already making a ton of bad choices right Okay. But now, but now, yeah. you see from from the parental side, right? They celebrate this. Mm. Which look, if I if I'm a if I'm a if I'm an 11 year old boy and I'm constantly getting in trouble with my parents, and now I make this decision. Oh man, maybe I maybe I'm a girl. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be a girl. And all of a sudden, I have all this love and affirmation from my parents. Mm-hmm. Well, forget the fact that maybe. A year, two years, three years from now, things will have shifted, and I don't feel like that anymore. Now, I, this is how I receive affirmation from my parents. Mm-hmm. So I've just kind right. of had this confirmation of things that aren't necessarily true. I don't know, just the way that our culture yeah. celebrates, and that's where you know this this Brown University professor talks about the social contagion. Mm-hmm. Right? We are so quick to celebrate. Oh, you're so brave. You're so brave. Like, mm-hmm. you, and it's like. Uh, like let's let's give this some time. See, yeah, it's gonna shift. Peer pressure is a real thing. Oh, for you sure. You know, it's proven. You know, it's a real thing sociologically, and and we need to be uh, kind of keeping that in our minds when we think about the choices that our kids are making. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, real. Um, let's let's hit on though, because even in this, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's talk to parents, right? Maybe you yeah. have. Yes. You know, maybe you have a, a kid who's come to you and they've expressed uh, to you that they feel like they've been put in the wrong body. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, kind of that's a overly simple yeah. take on gender dysphoria. Right. Hey, I've got a I have a biologically male body, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm right. a girl. Right. Right. Let talk to the parent who has that. Like, how do yeah. you how do you engage that? Because here's yeah. the, here's the danger. Right. If they take the approach that 
you, we see a lot of like kind of the fundamental Christian yep. conservative yep. Uh, approach of like, yeah, nope, can't, you're wrong, that's wrong. Like, how helpful is that going to be? <laughs> yeah, well, and and you you've you've had uh, kind of funny phrases, pray the gay away. Oh, you yeah, know, that, that, that doesn't work. No, no. Uh, I like the way Ryan uh, approached it. You know, he he encouraged parents to be involved, but to be calm and collected and supportive and inquisitive. Begin to ask mm. questions, you know, don't just, you know, uh, when I do this, uh, it's when with my kids, it's when they're like about to grab a hot log out of the fire, like when their lives are immediately endangered. I don't act that way when they're just sitting next to a fire. You know, there's danger there for sure, but let's have a conversation. You know, fire's hot. Don't grab the hot log, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's time for, I think, immediate and quick and swift action, definitely as a parent. But Ryan encouraged us, you know, to be engaged, uh, to have meaningful conversation. But he also said to take authority and control mm -hmm. in those areas where social contagion could possibly be influencing. He, he mentioned relationships. He mentioned social media. He mentioned uh, what the child might be viewing. You know, if if all I watch on TV and, and play in, in video games is violent, uh, you know, kind of things, and I'm watching, you know, pr Saving Private Ryan every day, which is a very violent movie, great movie, but pretty violent. <laughs> um, that can affect my thinking. You know, it can affect me. So Ryan really encouraged parents. Be the authority in your homes, you know, take control over those things and be wise. Well, because again, the the new version of the theater, right? The yes. Netflix, the Hulu, the right. Disney Plus, right? They are they are working to normalize sinful behaviors. Right. If your son or daughter spends any chunk of time on those platforms, they will be affected. They will be affected because what we what we view, what we listen to, mm -hmm. right? The, the the movies we watch, the shows we watch, the music mm -hmm. that we listen to. This will, whether consciously or subconsciously, form our ideas about the world. Definitely. And, and if everything that I'm watching normalizes this mm -hmm. or celebrates this, well, it's it's not going to be surprising then if your child comes to you mm -hmm. and they feel like this is normal or they think this should be celebrated. Yeah. Right. So absolutely. Now, this doesn't mean that you crack down and you only watch, you know, like Focus on the Family movies. Hallmark movies. Yeah. Hallmark <laughs> <laughs> Those are so bad. Or I'll just go ahead and say it to you. A lot of the Christian movies. Uh, Super cheesy. Oh, man. Like, yeah, not not yeah, great production not quality. Uh, but yeah. yes, so, but yeah. but be aware of yeah. what your kids are watching, what they're listening to. And I would encourage you, create space to have honest conversation mm -hmm. with your kids. If your kids feel like they can't come to you because anytime they do, you shut them down. Like, yeah. no. Right. I mean, they're what do you expect? Not, they're probably not going to talk right. to you about much, right? Because you've you've not created space for that, yeah. uh, and and maybe you're like, oh, it's too late. I've kind of well, start changing some mm -hmm. of those parenting habits mm -hmm. to to foster uh, open, honest communication. Yeah, right. Because because ideally, let's say you you you've got a child who's struggling with this. Ideally, you would be one of the first people they go to. Because mm -hmm. guess what? If they go to their you know their friends. They go to peers, mm -hmm. they go to, right. this isn't a knock on like school counselors in general, but I don't know what every school counselor believes. Let's say they go to their school counselor. Mm -hmm. Maybe their school counselor is the one that's going to celebrate sure. this. I don't know. Sure. Or you know, whatever.
Make it safe. You know, make make communication a safe environment uh, for your kids because that's where you're going to be able to speak into their lives and kind of full circle, Josh, back to what you just said a moment ago about, you know, what do, what do you expect when you're taking in all these sources, the new theater, we'll call it, and it's impacting Again, listeners, viewers, this is another reason why we talk so much about spiritual practices and mm. disciplines. Spiritual practices and disciplines are embodied practices that form and shape our lives. They form and shape our hearts. They change us from the inside out, from the outside in, excuse me. They have the power to change you from the outside in. If you will begin to make those normative begin to make those practices. And I'm, and that's actually something I'm 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 a little convicted on as we're talking, right? Like how do I help my kids? Mm. Right? Like look preemptive, you know, <laughs> strike mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. How do I help cultivate that in my kids? I don't want to wait till they're in their 20s or 30s or 40s mm-hmm. to start to implement spiritual disciplines. Yeah. How do I how do I walk alongside and guide them to where it, they are are creating space for Holy Spirit to transform them, mm-hmm. uh, you know? To where they they have yeah. the discernment to see the lies of the enemy, mm-hmm. to recognize when it's the flesh speaking, and to you know be able to have that uh, view of the world that says mm, that's not right. Did God really say right? <laughs> and also to experience the wonderful transformative joy and blessing of the practices and disciplines. Mm-hmm. You know, there's great blessing in these things, um, and they do shape and make us. And I think we could go probably. A lot more time to talk about disciplines and practices because it's something we're passionate about. But um, yeah, Josh. Uh, Real quick, real quick, just to, uh, you know, we talked with with life, like, hey, be willing, if you're going to have a stance, be willing to get involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll apply that same thing to gender or sexuality. Don't just just parrot some uh, opinion or stance, Mm -hmm. but be willing to be engaged and not, not engaged in the, uh, the sense of standing at a parade and in, waving signs that say God hates fags. Yeah, Westboro Baptist. that is not... Y'all know who you are. That is not helpful. Sinful. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that's 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 as bad as oh. what they're trying to to combat. Yeah. Um, but be be willing to sit down, have conversations, mm-hmm. learn. Uh, check out Preston Sprinkle stuff. Mm-hmm. Check out Sam Alberry's stuff. Sam Alberry, Like yeah. there's, there's all kinds uh, of good material Jackie Perry. Uh, Jackie Hill Jackie Perry. Perry yep. Fantastic content. Um. And we should say too, and Ryan, Ryan really, really, I think he honed in on this yesterday as a church, uh, radiant life. We welcome anyone who's wanting meaningful conversation about these things. We're not going to turn anybody away, you know, whether you're gay, straight, transgender, come and join us. Let's begin conversation. And for families that are dealing uh, with these things with their kids, we're here to walk through those things with you in a loving and caring way. Um, we're not going to be a Westboro Baptist church. Well, I mean, we don't claim to be experts no, on, on, the, no. on the issue of sexuality, but we want to, yeah. like JB said, we want to walk alongside you yeah. as you process through this, as you explore what this uh, looks like. Because yeah, yeah as, as a church, we, mm-hmm. we do want to uh, be open to everyone. Now, mm-hmm. we, we, we use the statement, God loves you just how you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay there. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is a call to holiness, right? Mm-hmm. Sin is bad. Mm-hmm. And, and you know we can't escape that. So this is not saying that sinful things are good. No. Right? Sometimes when you, when you express an openness and an invitation to people of any 
stripe or opinion, uh, you always get the 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 crowd that's like, oh, you're well, saying sin is okay. It's like, no. I no, I think what Ryan what did was <laughs> the way he started the message is is even how we end it. What we affirm, if we're going to be affirming people, we affirm the Imago Dei. Mm. We affirm the fact that every person, every person on earth, regardless of where they are in their lives, they were made and created in the image of God. You were created in the image of God and we receive and affirm you as an image bearer of the creator of the universe, wherever you are. And we know that in in Jesus, through the power of Holy Spirit, hmm. right? Those shattered pieces of the mirror, yeah. again, to go back to that visual, yeah. right? Those start to get put back together. They do. So they do. that's something that we we pray and hope for and desire uh, for every single person, ourselves included. Me. Right? Like we are in the process yes. of having our shattered uh, image rebuilt yes. Yes. Uh, into, into fullness and wholeness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we desire that for everybody. So. This is a record-breaking episode. We're, we're closing in on an hour. Um, so we hope you understand why we went long today. I think it was appropriate. Uh, we'll try to be disciplined maybe in the next episode, but um, maybe. maybe not. <laughs> Listening, watching, make sure that you subscribe uh, to this podcast on YouTube if you're watching, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play if you're listening. And if you're on iTunes, Spotify, Spotify or Google Play, would you leave us a review of this podcast? And then also we want to tell you on all of these ways that you're seeing or hearing this podcast, if you would share these podcasts, and some of you are, thank you for doing that. Share these podcasts on your social media platforms. Let's be agents of good in that space where we can have social contagion. Let's have social contagion for things that are, are, are good. So we can we can have that effect. Uh, any closing thoughts, Josh? No, I think it's good. Again, uh, just yeah. stay tuned, man, as we keep digging in. And yeah, uh, yeah it's been fun. Uh, it's been great to hear from some of you in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just had a couple of conversations with people who have given us feedback on the podcast. Yeah. So we appreciate uh, the, the feedback that you've given us. So mm-hmm. keep it up. All right. God bless. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.